Do you want financial freedom from your everyday nine to five? Do you want to learn how to flip, rent, sell, and market homes in your area? Let the tricksters of the real estate market help you. They always have another trick up their sleeve when it comes to getting a deal. Your hosts, Tim Melton and Travis Mercer. Hey, good morning, everybody. Tim Melton and Travis Mercer here for the Tricksters of Real Estate, talk number six. It's been a while since we were last with you. February 1st was actually the last time we were together, um, and we've been really, really, really busy since February 1st. So uh, we apologize that we haven't had more opportunities to sit back and take uh give you more information and talk about it but it's just been crazy so uh, I know Travis has been very busy I've been very busy we just want to kind of bring you up to speed since February 1 what's been accomplished so uh, Travis why don't you take it and tell us what you've closed out since February 1st well um, we've finally managed to get I don't know find that but we finished our, our, our secondary slash first Airbnb that was in a non-HLA neighborhood so that came online and it started booking significantly uh, very early on. Um, right since we've opened, our, our rates were a little bit lower in that, in that particular market. You want to start slightly lower um, as your rating changes and you become a, a five-star rated uh, super co-host, um, the bookings become easier. And since we we've, we've, have since obtained that rating and we've been raising our rates steadily, we haven't had an open weekend since we put it online. Um, we made a few mistakes early in our what we allowed people to book. We allowed people to book six, eight, nine months in advance, which um, you definitely don't want to do because if you're starting at a lower rate than your anticipated rate, um, you end up with those lower bookings further out down the field. So if you end over when you get yours up and running, you probably want to limit to about four months initially. And then as you get that super host and as your percentages come up, you can raise your rates. And so the future guests will have to pay what's really an appropriate rate for the property. Uh, but we've, we've figured out, we've set in uh, three night minimums on weekends, which has not been any type of an issue. All of our weekends have still been booked up. Um, and we're offering more discounts for longer term stays. Um, seems to be that right around the 20 to 25% is where I'm finding uh, longer term stays. You've had a little bit of experience with that as well. Is that about the percentage you're finding? Yeah, that's about right. So, uh, you know, we, guys, we're coming to you today, Friday, August 17th. And just this morning, I had a request for booking on one of my Airbnbs. They wanted to book next May 20th for a college graduation. But my window on Airbnb only allows a six-month booking window because of exactly what Travis was explaining. You know, if your rates are lower while you're trying to build your super host status uh, and people are able to book out a year, you know, they'll go ahead and book out a year and then you're stuck with the lower rates. So I think it's a great idea to set that booking window at no more than six months. That's a great point that you brought up there. Everybody needs to watch that as you're doing it. But yeah, the, the amount of people that are booking, and I think Travis just explained the, uh, to me this morning that he had someone that came in on their first booking, liked the property so much that they extended their booking. And that's happened to us a couple of times. Uh, in our Charlotte uh, market, our Airbnb is booking weeks at a time. And we were just thinking it would be a weekend place, but we've had... People come in and book for insurance stays. We've had people come in uh, and book for vacations. Uh, so, you know, what we were projecting uh, is really, really um, increased dramatically from our projections. So the week-long bookings are great. And Airbnb has a great feature that if you check the auto booking, uh, the auto uh, pricing calculation, 
they will send you alerts that will say, you know, if you offer a 6% discount for this range of days, you know, there's an 80% chance that you'll book. I tried that last week. I agreed to a 10% uh, discount. We had some open days. And within just a few hours, those open days were completely booked at that 10% discount. So the trade-off I made was, hey, I'll take 10% less to book that week out, and that's what happened. Yeah. Um, and that the, the booking that I had that Tim is referencing, they booked and then they rebooked immediately. They're actually a local company couple doing remodeling on their own home. If anyone's trying to live through a remodel in your own home, I'm sure you can see the where they find the value. In, yeah, we, we have a way room. to help you with that too, with We Renovate Realty. Why would you remodel yourself when we'll remodel for you and split the profit with you? Yeah. Um, but before we get too far down that, um, I wanted to follow up with the, with uh, kind of at the end of our last talk, we were, we were working with people on kind of how to get started, where to start um, if you're somewhat capital limited into the real estate business. And we've run the, the, the model on this uh, several times and we've been, I've been speaking with some of the different local um, air hospitality as well as uh, Rabu and some of the local guys have kind of picked up on the, the same proverbial anomaly that we've, we've seen in the numbers but we haven't had time to go out and practice but they are now doing it. And that's the rent to Airbnb model. And in this model you go out and you find a property and you need to do your, make sure you do your analytics on this. I suggest using AirDNA uh, to, to, to determine the area in which you want to pick up the rental property. You also want to make sure uh, that there isn't any significant HOA restrictions. First of all, against short-term rentals because the long-term rental may be allowed in that neighborhood, but short-term rentals may not. So you want to make sure that the CCRs are clear and that's conditions, uh, covenants, and restrictions. Um, in, in particular, HOAs can um, disallow you to do any type of short-term rental. So you want to check for those before you actually rent the property out. You certainly also want to disclose to the property owner your intention is to Airbnb it and or uh, sublease it out because that needs to be included in the lease that you're allowed to do that. At that point you want to make, uh, come to terms on typically a 35-month lease. Most cities, if your lease is 36 months or greater, you're required to file that lease with the city. So you want to look to uh, try and get a 35-month lease. So your upfront cost is gonna be your deposit and then likely your first month's rent while you get the property ready. And if you can find a nice two bedroom, one bath, which do very well on Airbnbs, if you can get a two, two, I recommend it even higher. Um, we find that when I travel with other couples, if there's females involved, bathrooms are certainly a, a limiting factor. So the two bedroom, two bath is an ideal model and if you find the right size, it shouldn't be terribly expensive to upfit. Um, should be probably looking around two thousand dollars per bedroom, and maybe another two thousand dollars or so for um, the open space. Now, when you go to upfit it, I know a lot of people are going to be tempted to go to garage sales and just go, "Oh, it's a bed, and it's this, and it's that." It's the space you got to get. You got to design a space that people want to come and stay in. Anybody can, you know, throw you know a cot in their backyard and someone can come stay, but you're not going to get the traffic, and you're not going to get the quality of guests, and you're not going to get the income that you project if you don't really get that setup part right. So again, I just wanna, don't, don't skimp on that, that spot. You can certainly find good deals on, on various items. Um, but you, really gotta, you really gotta make sure you hit that mark. And then once you have it all set up, go ahead and get your uh, photographs professionally taken. This is not something you wanna do with your iPhone. Um, if you know a buddy that's you know, an amateur photographer, perhaps, uh, but you really wanna go on to Airbnb and search your local area 
find out what properties or just when you start clicking through them, what really stands out. And it's likely gonna be in those photographs. Note they're probably gonna have all the lights on the room, uh, the shadowing and stuff like that. And that is your main marketing tool. So if you gotta pay somebody the 100 or $150 or $200 for those professional photos, it's gonna be worth it. If those professional photos end up booking you an extra 10%, I mean, in a given year, you're, you're, you're an extra 30 days at, you know, in a product like that, you're probably looking at $150 a night. So the cost of photos will certainly be recouped uh, in the long run of things. And at that point, you kind of just get up and running and that's where you want to start really working on your, your management skills and getting those turns and cleans uh, put together correctly, start managing your calendars and get to that super host rate. And once you can accomplish that, you should be able to start generating enough capital off that property to certainly cover your lease. And then we're finding, depending on how it's set up and how it's done, it's about 2.75% of a lease. So if your lease is $1,000 a month, a property that's appropriately and correctly done and set up should generate around $2,700 a month. That means you're gonna pay $1,000 to your landlord. You're gonna be paying probably, I don't know, 100 to $150 in utilities. So you're gonna be walking away with $1,550 to $1,600 in profits per month. Um, and your main carrying cost is all right there on the front end. So to get started in the real estate game of, of that nature, you're really gonna look at maybe a $6,000 initial startup fee. And over the course of that first year, uh, if you're making you know, $1,500 a month, you're, you're gonna be well in, the, uh, well in the black. And if you've got that 35 month lease going, everything past that six month mark is just pure profits. Um, so that's a model that, that some of the local property management companies are up and doing and running. Um, it's a very successful model. The, um, it's, it's, it's bandwidth and who has the time, the time to go set these things up. Set them up right. Uh, it's a project. Don't think that you're going to be able to pull it off in, in one weekend with your buddy's pickup truck. Um, so just, just be realistic in your, in your time frame to set them up. Um, we we're just finishing, we finished the rehab, we just finished setting up our, our second one. But I know, why don't you talk a little bit about setup on yours? Well, let's, let's go back for a minute and, and uh, just make some clarity on what you were just talking about. So in, in talk five, we were talking about a way that a newbie, a new investor could get involved in the real estate uh, game with very little upfront cost. Uh, the thought being that a lot of people don't have the money to get into real estate, so that's a barrier to enter that a lot of people are frozen. And by going with this model, um, you eliminate needing a lot of cash up front. Uh, and as you can see, if you follow that through, you know, you're gonna make some money without, without having to outlay a whole lot up front. Now, and especially if you team up with somebody, and I, and I would highly recommend teaming up with somebody of the opposite sex, so that you get the vantage point of both a male and a female um, into, into the space. I agree 100%, and one of the things that has, I know has made you successful is your wife, Rock, is oh, a great amazing. designer. Yeah. My wife, Shelby, has, has the eye for it. She and, my, uh, she and her sister, Ashley, set up ours. So you can go on AirDNA and subscribe to AirDNA for a day in the zip code that you're interested in looking at opening an Airbnb, and you can see what the competition looks like. And you can clearly see a difference in the product we're putting out there versus the product that most mom and pops are putting out there. So in that in that website, there's a a, a, a button called um, Top Properties. 
So in any zip code that you're in, you can click on it and see what is the highest producing property in that area. And it should be self-evident why that is. Absolutely. So yesterday we were looking at a property here in the office and uh, it was renting for $1,000 a month, so $12,000 a year. We checked AirDNA for the top property in that zip code and that top property was producing 48,000 a year. So you can make 12 a year on an annual lease, or if you're the top property in that zip code, 48,000 a year. So I think the math's pretty obvious on what you're gonna do there. But again, this is not something that you can do and throw out there haphazardly. You really need to take some time to plan it. But like we were talking in talk five, there is a way for you to get into the game and this model is a great way for you to get in there without actually having to own the real estate. So that's a big that's a big plus to get you started. Now, I'm an advocate that if there's any way possible, you need to acquire the asset because the asset's going to increase over time as long as the business is going to increase over time if you set it up properly. And then you've got a revenue stream and an underlying asset. This should, this should be a tool to gain Absolutely. capital. This is a tool to gain capital. Absolutely. And then why don't you take a minute to kind of, you know, while we're on this uh, rabbit trail that we're down right now, why don't you take a minute to tell everybody about, you know, this concept of setting up, keeping the asset and selling the business off and the, how, how businesses are valued. Because again, back to that example, if you're making 12,000 a year on an annual lease and you can turn that 12,000 a year into let's say 48,000 if you're a top property in a zip code, you know, there are investors willing to pay you for the $48,000 worth of cash on an annual basis. And we've discussed that model too, and Travis can explain how this works out. But most businesses sell on a valuation of one to four times sales. So why don't you run everybody through that? Because that's really interesting while we're on this uh, topic. Yeah, so this, I mean, so this is somewhat theoretical. This is, this is, I, 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 this is me tinkering with numbers. And, uh, but theoretically, like Tim was saying, a business would sell it, you know, for instance, this model will say it trades it at one times uh, annual, since this is such a fledgling idea. But we believe that there's a way to separate the business itself from the real estate. So if I had a property um, for the simplicity of numbers that was worth um, $100,000 and it was producing $25,000 a year, in essence, I should be able to sell that property to somebody for $100,000 and then on top of that, sell the business and I would charge you for the furniture and the setup and all the decorations of whatever that cost would be. So another, you know, it depends on the size of the property, another $10,000 there and then sell the business for another $25,000 on top of that. So in essence, I should be able to sell a property that the real estate value is worth a hundred and then sell the business um, for another 35,000. So they should be able to pay you $135,000 for the same property. That's not a strictly on a business model. Now in real estate, things actually primarily trade on what's called a capitalization rate. And the simplest way to say, to, after your expenses, if a business was making $10,000 a year, you would pay them $100,000 uh, for, the, for the asset and that would be a 10% capitalization rate. And right now, commercial properties and residential real estate, um, traditional residential real estate properties in our market are trading right around 6%. Some, some larger apartment complexes are tra trading as low as 5%. So 
So in essence, this may, and if, if you can set up an Airbnb that's making 17%, which you can, you should be able to go to those people that are making 5% and saying, hey, I'll sell you this you know, property at a 10 cap. And that way my property that's making um, $25,000 a year. So if we sell the property on a 10 cap, even though the real estate value is only $100,000 at a 10% cap rate, that's actually $250,000. So in essence, for the buyer who's used to paying, you know, at a 5%, getting a 5% return on their money, they should be willing to pay you to get a 10% return on their money, making my initial $100,000 asset now worth $250,000. And the benefit to the buyer is that any other investment property they can buy is at a 5% capitalization rate. So they're making double their money versus what they would on a traditional acquisition. Um, so that is kind of somewhat theoretical in the market at this point, but as those big investors genuinely just trade on capitalization rates, it should be very viable and feasible. So to bring that full circle back into the rental model, or I'm sorry, yeah, the rent to Airbnb model, at the end of your 35 months, you should be able to go, well, if, first, if it's working out, I'm just trying to negotiate another 35 month lease. If, however, that property owner is not interested in renewing that lease, at that time you say, okay, well, this business is throwing off X, X um, what is it, $2,700 a month, you're right around $30,000 a year in gross. So you say, okay, I'll leave the full setup. You can have the photos, you can have my future bookings on this if you want to pay me the $30,000 to continue to maintain the business. And if he is relatively smart and wants to make more than just the 5% that he's making on a traditional rental, he should be willing to pay you the $30,000 for the business. So it's, an actual, so it's an exit strategy out of your rental program they can allow you to have additional capital to go perhaps purchase your first property and or set up other multiple uh, rent to Airbnb or rent to short term uh, lease models. So some of that in there I know is a little bit theoretical. The numbers all say it'll work. Um, they are doing the rent, the rent to uh, Airbnb. That is certainly 100% being done. Um, and that's a great place to start. But that's an additional potential exit strategy on that model. So let's talk a second about uh, exactly what all you just said there. You may need to listen to this two or three times to grasp everything because it's, it's overwhelming if you really don't follow it closely. But here's the gist of it. Uh, people that buy multifamily properties, the big multi-million dollar Wall Street apartment complexes, apartment complexes people that buy those typically buy those between a two cap and a five cap capitalization rate. You're able through this process to sell your property at a 10 cap, which is almost double or maybe even a little better than what institutional buyers are able to acquire multifamily properties for. So it just takes a little time to grasp the concept, but when you really get down to the math on it, it is a no-brainer way to um, get into the real estate game and produce income. The Airbnb model, like Travis says, producing almost three times gross annual rent, which is a really, really good um, Now We've thing. seen them supersede that, but I, yeah. I would say just to be on the safe side when you go to run your numbers, uh, use 2.75%. Yes. Um, if you get over that, fantastic. It's gravy. Um, it's just kind of be relatively on the safe spot. And that's if it's set up right. And see, one of the things we're also doing is we are testing these models as we go. So, for example, 
uh, in, on October 15th, I will have the first full year's worth of data on our first Airbnb down in Columbia. Now, on AirDNA, when the projections were put up, they projected this unit would do $21,000. Now, I'd owned this unit for over 10 years. I'd rented this unit for $700 a month, $7,800 a year income. If we don't have another booking between now and October 15th, and that would be extremely rare the way this thing is booking, we'll do over $30,000 on that unit. So we've taken income from $7,800 annually in a rental to $30,000 through Airbnb and VRBO and HomeAway. So you can really see the value of setting these things up professionally, but it does take a little bit of work, a little bit of time. And I know this has been overwhelming, Travis. I think we probably need to wrap this up for today because this is going to give a lot of people food for thought, and they're going to need a lot of time to digest this. But we're going to try to make a commitment to you guys to try to get back with you at least monthly and just give another Tim and Travis talk and an update. Uh, and just throw out what we're doing, what we're able to accomplish, and, and expose you to a little more information. Everything that you can learn in real estate is going to ultimately benefit you down the road if you choose to take action on it. But we were talking this morning, you know, it's kind of a joke with us is we, we want to share this information with every, everybody, but at the end of the day, you got to get up and take action. So get up and take some action and move your, move your life forward. Yeah, the difference between knowledge and applied knowledge make the world a difference. Exactly. We'll talk to you soon. Talk number six has been fun. Thanks for joining us. Have a good one.